can you just talk so I can... My name is Heidi Wable. I am a counselor. I don't know how to rhyme, so that's the end of my song. Welcome to the HPU Admissions Confidential. We are back. Woo 2021. 2020 is in the past. It is 2021, and there is one less person here, a part of our Admissions Confidential podcast crew. That was the most delicate way I think I could have put it in the most... You just got to kind of go with it. My name is Ryan. My name's Heidi. And we are going to be able to talk a little bit. We wanted to make this conversation a little bit more free-formed. We're going to have a discussion about best ways to contact admissions counselors. We're through the process. Students, if you're listening to this, you've done the application processes. You've thrown out the schools that you've really wanted to apply for. Now it's time to find what's going to fit best for you and work with that admissions counselor even more closely. So we decided we're going to just debunk. I feel like we do a lot of myth debunking, but we're just going to have a conversation about what's the best way to make you look the best in your college process. Yeah, I mean, I think for me too, like part of the reason, one of the big reasons, let's be honest, I love my job is because of the students I get to work with. Mm -hmm. And you know, obviously I could not do my job without the students, but truly that is the thing that I love the most is getting to talk to them, answer their questions, kind of ease some of their fears and concerns and have like celebrate when, you know, things go right. Um, and so I feel like sometimes students are a little bit nervous about reaching out to us. Yeah. So let's, let's dive like right into it. Cause why do you think as a whole, students see admissions counselors and might be less likely to reach out. Obviously, I know that it's just this day and age of like the interactions more text message based, email based, if social media. If you if we were on Twitter, I'm certain we would get most of our interactions through Twitter and things of that nature. Why? But why do you think that even students going to their school counselor, going into their guidance counselor and asking for help, why do you think students are fearing seeing us more of as a scarier rather than somebody that's what we're supposed to be doing is helping them? I mean, Ryan, you're really like, you're starting 2021, 2021. off with like the hard, deep questions. 2021, let's do it. it. Um, I mean, I think, I think there's a couple different answers, right? I mean, to me, I know when I was in high school going and admitting that I needed help with something, it was kind of like showing a weakness instead of just saying like, hey, these people have knowledge and experience and ways that they can help me out. And so I think, um, I know at least when I was in high school, that was kind of a concern, but also reaching out to admissions counselors to me, like stranger danger, man. Like, True. you know, we're seen kind of as these... I know the term has been used gatekeeper, which I am not a super big fan of that yeah. term because um, it's a it's a partnership, it's a relationship. But I think there's that stigma of, you know, we have this power, we have this kind of, I don't know, platform that we're on that um, creates a little bit of that intimidation. But what do you think? So I'm I, I, the way I was I've been thinking about this, and I've been thinking about this over the break as well. Is like that's how we're almost revered in. In just in when somebody you go to see somebody say you're you're if you're a student you're going to see like going to any other uh, sporting event or anything like that and you see somebody like an admissions counselor who's going who's the the 
the reason you may get into your dream school, that's that's somebody that you're always, you're automatically going to be on the best behavior for, and it's going to be almost an intimidating response. It's you're going. It's almost an. It's not so much an intimidation factor, but it's that looking at that person with such a reverence of, oh, if I am the best I can possibly be, if I'm on my best game, I could possibly go to my dream school. Where they don't. The where I think a lot of students falter with that is, you can get into that reverence mind space to where it hinders you. Mm-hmm. You become too scared to reach out and ask questions. You don't want to be that air quote burden. But you just you decide to go down that path and then you haven't talked to the admissions counselor and your admissions might be hindered on a demonstrated interest or something like that. And because you were scared, because you really wanted to go to that school, it could have handicapped you in a way. Yeah, I can see. I kind of like that fear of, you know, almost making the most out of every opportunity almost becomes too overwhelming. Right. Um, it's and like so you don't even take action. Him. Yeah, you don't yeah. take action at all. So I can totally see that for sure. Um, and I think it definitely, I, I can understand that. I feel like I could I could be in that phase still, especially as a high school student. Right. Um, but yeah, I don't, I hope that's not the what I create in the students once they do reach out, that's for sure. That's that's the thing is, it's, I think is once it, the students actually get through that initial fear, that initial barrier, they realize, okay, I'm going to email Heidi or email Ryan and you get a, oh, hey, what's up? What's going on? Kind of response rather than a good afternoon, good morning <laughs> and good evening and good night. I am Thaoist. There's, we're not like these ethereal beings. We're just people that are, are trying to help them through the process. And I think that once you break down and you actually get to know and have that relationship, that person becomes that go-to person. That's how mm-hmm. we build and we have those students that go to lunch with us still here on campus or we see in the hallway and are, are asking for help, are asking to help us with admissions. Um, so I think it's just getting over that point. But mm-hmm. what I see a lot of students doing is going and saying, my parent is going to do this. Mm-hmm. Or maybe I'll have mom and dad do it. How do you interact with parents? Uh, obviously, it's not negative. But how do you feel about interacting with a parent over a student interaction? Where do you kind of stand on that whole dynamic? Yeah, I mean, I of course, I appreciate my the parents of my students, for sure. Um, you know, I enjoy getting to talk to them as well. And in part, because parents have questions, too. You know, mm-hmm. I know... Um, even my own parents, you know, when they're looking at colleges with me, they try to allow me to, to do it on my own, but they still had questions about what schools I was looking at, how financially it would work out, especially for them and their contribution. Um, so I recognize that parents do have very valid questions, but to me, I always prefer to hear from the student. Um, I mean, I think for me, it's definitely... It, it builds up that connection, that relationship more that we were, really? we've already been talking about. Um, but beyond that, I think it definitely allows students to feel more comfortable and more ownership of the process. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a big step. It's a big transition. But if you start taking the action now to really build up those connections, not be afraid to kind of start connecting with those schools. Mm -hmm. To me, I think then when you actually enroll in that school, you're already going to feel much more connected. Right. Um, So personally, I think I would much rather hear from the student than the parent. Now, do you, how much is too much interaction? Because in my, (laughs) in my territory and where I work with students, uh, it's a lot of what I call steamroller parents or, or lawnmower parents. It's, 
parents who have the best intention because they want what their student wants. It's not so much even what they want. It's I want to make Johnny to go to his dream school and I will do X, Y, and Z to make sure that I can get Johnny to X, Y, and Z school. It, I have a lot of parents that will do, will kind of even bypass me and go straight to the president of the university to ask questions. And those that I feel can be too much, and it can mm-hmm. it can almost give you, um, in no you know in certain terms a, a a a little bit of a taking it back moment where you're where you don't feel like you're you have interacted as well with the student. You you say, well, I thought so. Johnny and I had a really good rapport. We had been talking, texting, and everything, but it's really the parent. How much in your mindscape, and I'll talk about mine after of is too much parental interaction and where where should the student really be taking up most of the the responsibility oh yeah i mean luckily i think um with my students you know i work with maryland and dc as i've mentioned before and um luckily i think there's a good amount of balance between at least the communications that i have with both my parents and my students um what i've noticed honestly more of even this year is combined conversations mm, so me like, too, actually yes yeah, so like I'll set up virtual meetings with my students or phone calls but oftentimes it's both the student and the parent who are there um, which honestly I, I don't dislike I think that actually is a really great way it means that we can all be on the same page really fast and easy yeah. um, but at the same time I can really still direct specific questions to the student so um, that's, I think, been one of the, one of the nice things that I've seen and experienced this year. And, um, you know, I will say if you're on some of those phone calls with me, you might notice me directing more specific questions towards the student. And if I do that, it's probably because the parent is overstepping a little bit, Right. you know, it's a fine line. Really. Exactly. I mean, I don't know about you, but like, I find that sometimes I'll ask questions and it'll be very particular about for the student, you know, what what's the most important question on your mind type of a thing. Right. And the parent will start answering, which, you know, fine, I'll, I'll get, I, I want to answer your questions, I want to connect with you, but, you know, the student really might have different concerns and questions on their mind. And so that, I think, is one of the big moments where I would tell parents to kind of take that step back yeah. is when they're almost speaking on behalf of their child and it's not just finding information out, it's, kind of putting words in their mouth. I think that's one of my big, big spots. I don't know about you, though. I think that also that, I agree 100%, but I also think that that's a really great opportunity for students to kind of step up and be like, I got this. Because if you're in a meet, if I'm in a meeting with a student, student is is a scholarship level, we'll even say that they're full ride capability. It doesn't matter. If I see a student that stops their parents, like, I can do this. Let me answer the question that I've specifically directed them. That not only means that they're super interested in the, in our program and wanting to have that conversation, but that they have that level of confidence mm-hmm. that you would want somebody in your university mm-hmm. to be coming. They have that, they like, no, I can do this on my own. I'm driven, that, mm-hmm. that drive that you really want to see. Now, are those, when the, you're having those joint conversations, are they they're obviously not tiny questions of when can I register for an event or or things of that nature what kind of questions are you seeing from parents and from families and from uh students 
around this time of year. This year is a specific time of year for, for everybody. Financial aid starting to come out. Scholarship is being finalized. What are those kind of questions are you seeing? Yeah, I mean, definitely from parents, it's a lot more financial aid stuff, which I think makes sense. I mean, I know um, the parents are going to be the ones who have more of the financial contribution that they can provide towards college. So it makes sense that they want to know a little bit more about that, especially about the process and, you know, filing you know, the FAFSA and tax information, stuff like that. So I think those are questions that are very valid to come from the parent because it is very much on the parent to be able to really understand some of that financial side of it. Um, I think from students, um, some of the questions are more so just connecting with with people and departments on campus. Um, Hopefully that's what it is. I think now's a really good time to start doing that. Um, And something that we as admissions counselors can absolutely play a role in. You know, there's a lot of my students who, sure, I've been talking to them for months now, um, but now they've been accepted and now it's time to start narrowing down that list. So if they want to talk to a student or a faculty member or, you know, just a specific area on campus to learn more about, I think that those are the questions I'm starting to get more from my students, okay. I think. Okay. Do you think that, are, are there any specific departments that you're seeing more influx and in questions about? Because this year for me has been a lot different than in years past where I get a lot of business and communication students. Now it's more geared toward the STEM field mm-hmm. of engineering, mathematics, uh, sciences. What are you seeing? I mean, I think kind of the same. Definitely the health sciences. I mean, High Plains health science programs are amazing. Mm -hmm. And I think we're really picking up steam with getting students more and more interested in those areas. So I definitely can see that. Um, business and communications being two of our top programs at High Point definitely always get those always, interests. Yeah. Um, you know one that though I think I'm getting more and more questions about mm-hmm. computer science. Really? Yeah. Why is that? I don't even Do know. Mine you know, um, mine have been asking a lot more of uh, computer engineering. They okay. want to have that engineering background and being able to take apart putting things together. The software is always a good idea. That's a billion dollar company a billion dollar industry all over the the world you can do remotely so obviously that's going to be a big one especially during the age of covid um i think that's that's going to be a huge one i also think that the medical the medical field this is going to breed a lot more doctors Mm -hmm. and epidemiologists and people that are looking at what makes vaccines and and things work it's going to breed a lot more interest in that field i think that's going to be a huge one i think high point's going to see a huge influx of of people for that now do you how often are you looking for students to connect with you on a a weekly monthly yearly bi-weekly biannual what how how are you trying to make i can't think how how often do i want to hear from I guess not so much hear from because there's a difference between hearing from a student and actually having a conversation from a student. Mm -hmm. You can have, I could send you an email with amazing lists of stuff. I'll give you an example. I sent a list of things for my students of everything HBU is doing in reaction to COVID that helps them still have a college career. So you have the ice skating rink, the fire pits where you can hang out, but also the fireside chat with uh, career and professional development and student success and those different careers and I got somebody that just said thanks that's <laughs> so like, like tell, tell me walk me through that thought process though like what what did that response mean to you uh, that's the thing it's like cool you that's great you saw it like thank you for at least telling me you opened it you took the you pressed the reply button and you and you sent it in 
the thing is that you gave me nothing else because I have like I, I put open-ended questions into those different types of emails into my different responses to try to keep that conversation alive and it's just it's shutting down mm-hmm. it's shutting down that that whole outreach how about you what do you do you have do you like students reaching out to you unprompted uh or do you re- do you not so much do you like it because obviously we all like it do you prefer it do you prefer you reaching out and continuing the conversation what do you, you as an admissions counselor when it comes to demonstrated interest value over one or the other or are they equal i mean i think it's the it's the quality of the email that's going to differentiate that yeah um whether it's unprompted or in reply to something um and I think it's it's kind of like you said, you know, a one-word response email of thanks, okay, something like that. That doesn't really tell me anything. I can see that you've read it, but, like, there's not really much else going on. That's um, like telling somebody you're going to have a surprise birthday party for them or for a friend of theirs, and this is the level of detail you go in. You give them the time, date, place, what to wear, and they send K. <laughs> Okay, mental note, don't do that for your birthday. No, because K just means like, all right. I don't really care as much. Exactly. You've added nothing of interest or depth into the conversation. Mm -hmm. So it's in my mind saying just thanks is like, okay, you you just K'd me. It's like it doesn't hurt. Like it's not like I'm mad about it or that we get frustrated or that we hold it against you. It's just there could be a lot more Mm -hmm. depth. You could add three sentences. I was going to say, yeah, even a short response to, you know, in response to the email you sent out that had so many different things that High Point's doing, you know, say, hey, the the ice skating is my favorite thing. That's so cool. You know, even replying something with some type of opinion or... Thanks so much. This looks cool. I will check it out. Exactly. 130 times better. Something just with a little bit more. Um, I do think, though, like... Gumption. Exactly. Gumption. That's a good word. Right? Um, I think, yeah, just having a little bit more substance to it. um, Having it be, you know, if it's an unprompted email where they're just kind of reaching out, I think those are almost going to be more of those casual conversations. And Mm -hmm. I think I see those more with the students who I've already connected with in the past. Um, Okay. In part, because I think... They already know that, like, if they reach out to me, my students know they're going to get a response within a day. Typically yeah. within a few hours, you get a response from me. Um, and so I get a lot more students who just email me that say, hey, Heidi, just wondering where I can find this or what's the deadline for this? Yeah. Um, and there's not a lot of fluff to it, but it's because I've already built up that connection that, right. you know, a really quick, short email like that is already, it just furthers that relationship. It furthers that communication. Even a uh, question about like, hey, when is when is the deadline to apply for your honor scholar program? Well, that also tells me that you're planning on applying for the honor scholar program. Exactly. So um, definitely, some emails like that, emails that kind of tell me what you're thinking about, um, and it doesn't all have to be praise. I will say, um, some of my favorite emails are the ones that say, you know, hey Heidi, I'm I'm really interested in High Point, but this is a concern I have, or this is a question I have. Can you help yeah. me learn more about? this area that's a little bit more gray um, because that really helps helps me help you, yeah. you know, because those are the students who, you know, you might love everything else, but if we haven't told you about something that's really important to you, ask about it. And then yeah. that way we can help shed that light for sure. We I don't know if you know. get questions like that, but those are some of my favorites. Yeah, we want to know. We want to know what's important. It's, mm-hmm. we, we can't guess. We're not psychics. 
no matter how long you've been you've been in the admissions game 10 years we'll go with 10 it's been a little longer that's fine thank you for aging me down that, rather than that's always always <laughs> and i've been here for four years so there's like there's a difference in obviously time span and experience but you don't hear different questions mm -hmm. the questions kind of stay in the same realm so we can most likely understand that you're probably having questions about this that or the other but if you're something specific like you're saying is like i would like to know the percentage of students in your pre-med program who go to graduate school and where do they possibly go that's specific that's not a, a rhetoric that i can just wing off the top of my head like another statistic that's something that's going to have to take in-depth research but if you never ask that question I didn't know that that was important to you. Mm -hmm. You could have said I was going into biology and I know plenty of students that went into biology that are now doing something completely different like you. Yeah, Heidi might have a biology degree herself. That's what, yeah. I, mean, I have a communications <laughs> degree, probably why I'm on the podcast, but like that that's the thing is if it's not important to you, then we can't make it so that high yeah, point we can't, needs that we expectation. can't read your minds. Exactly. If we don't know the, that there's a box to tick, we can't tick that box. Mm -hmm. So now looking at what's coming up, the next few months are pivotal in just everybody's life because it's May 1 is that National Decision Day. What do you think students should have on their radar about each of the universities that they're looking at that they need to make sure fit for them? Is there like a top thing that you have students take a look at the easy answer is no. Um, okay. I mean, I don't, a, um, yeah. In part, I think because, like, I think every student should try and recognize, you know, does does the school I'm looking at have my major? You know, what's the student body like? Do they have clubs I'm interested in? So, like, those are out there, but I feel like those are really big, I feel big like so, generalities. But I think, like, the, the big thing is, is fit. Yeah. Or it's uh, major. Mm -hmm. It's finances. Mm -hmm. And it's always that the wild card which is feel yeah which, which i think changes from student to student right every single time so the but i know that those are the top three that at least i see mm -hmm. where where i'm working at and it's always this year i've i've seen completely different it's finances are always going to be there because it's mm -hmm. education in the united states um so finances are the first one we're not getting into that second one i'm seeing this is distance yeah is is this with COVID going on and with students wanting to not, it's almost students are afraid to go to another student, another place and then come back to visit their families because of the, what they could be bringing back from a college campus, which then feels like they're isolated out in the, in the middle of nowhere. So I, I feel as though that's a big thing that I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, I will say so I think when I think of the initial question, it was kind of like, what does everyone have on their list? And I think no, every single specific, yeah. Not just what you're seeing yeah. today. I will say, though, I do think you make a good point with the COVID part because every school has handled it differently. Exactly so, what I was going to say. Yeah, yeah, and so, like, hopefully, fingers crossed, by the fall and when the students who are applying right now are actually enrolling, the world as a whole will be in a better place. Right. But, like, I think looking back and even, like, you were saying how High Point's done a really good job of saying, hey, we're still trying to have ways to make you feel like this truly is your home and have activities and have things to do. 
um, but still keeping you in a really safe environment. Exactly. Like, I think that really showcases what a university stands for. Um, it showcases what their priorities are. Um, so I do think kind of finding out how a school has really just been conducting itself over the past year um, definitely is something that you can learn a lot about a school um, just by finding out kind of what they've been doing recently. Exactly. And I, the way that I handle those, especially the financial bit and the, the distance bit is what you and what students have brought up and what parents bring up in their mind isn't what it's like. Mm-hmm. It, everybody yes. goes everybody goes to the 10th degree or goes brings it from zero to 100 and don't realize how much you and I in admissions and in financial aid and, and the university in general is trying to support. We're not trying to add more bills. We're trying to take them away. Mm-hmm. So uh, the financials this year with students are like, well, I have to know my financial aid package. I really need to know. And I'm going to be like, I have to tell them like, you're you're going to be okay. Mm-hmm. It, it's it regardless of if it was COVID now or if it was not, it would have been pretty much the exact same. And you you just have to have that conversation with and be that advocate for that student. And the distance thing this year, I've been telling students is High Point has done such amazing things yes. when it comes to keeping everybody safe and making sure that that is not a factor. So that you can go home if you need to uh, before fall break or Christmas break. I mean, they they made sure that the holiday break was almost a month longer than it was supposed yeah, to be. Yeah, just to keep our our students safe and allow them to see family. Absolutely. Right. So they're they're making those strides to really hammer down. But it like you were saying is like those things shift from person mm-hmm. to person. And going back to our our previous point, we wouldn't know that unless you speak up. Yes. Unless you say something. And you saying, hey, financials is going to be one of the pivotal parts. So we can sit down and have that conversation and break it down for you and give you this is what you would pay every semester. And would you be able to like mm-hmm. having those conversations? We can't have those conversations if you don't tell us that you would like to have those conversations. Yeah, I mean, I think my biggest message that I try and get across to students is just, you know, like, Admissions counselors like talking to our students. We mm-hmm. we like connecting um, in all different ways. And, you know, whether it's a virtual meeting, a phone call, an email, a text, whatever it might be, find ways to connect with us to be able to get the answers to those questions. Um, and I think one of the things that I've kind of thought about even just while we've been talking today is how often I've done virtual meetings with my students. And Honestly, at the end, I'm kind of like, all right, awesome. You know, what thoughts do you have? What other comments do you have? How many times that they're like, this was actually not as scary as I thought it would be. Yep. You know, I get that all the time. I hope I'm not coming across as an intimidating person. Yeah, I feel a lot better now. Exactly. You didn't feel good before? Yeah, and I think it's it's that thought of like, you know, you you set kind of like you said that high expectation. You put that pressure on yourself. Yeah. But then when you actually reach out to us and you realize like, oh, we're just here to help you. We're just here to get to know you better and answer your questions. Like, it takes such pressure off of the students and it makes it more enjoyable uh, for both students, parents, and for us. I My favorite too. is to watch the height of people's shoulders. <laughs> Well, I have a conversation with you. I like to watch people go from being very stiff and having their shoulders up of like, hello, Mr. Dillon, how are you? To the, by the end of it, they're slumped in their Just chair relax. because they're like, 
Yeah, because we're talking about surfing or something crazy mm -hmm. or something going on. So, yeah, you're exactly right. And my the last thing I wanted to cover and the one thing that I don't think that I think that students are missing at this point in their college career is, okay, I got admitted. And now they don't they don't think mm -hmm. they know who what the next steps are. But what you and I discussed pre previously is you're not done with working with us just because right. we we had worked with the admissions review board and we, we were able to get you admitted. It doesn't stop. Right. We don't stop working with you until your boots on the ground, moved in, already done orientation, done all the traditions and work. Absolutely, yeah. You still see us all the way up until move-in day for And sure. sometimes after, too. Oh, yeah. So yeah. many times we like connecting with our students, even once they are a fully enrolled student, they're taking classes here. Like, I still will go and, you know, connect with my students at Starbucks or, yeah. you know, connect with them uh, virtually and just going to be like, hey, how's freshman year going, you know? Yeah. I'm, you know, we love building up those relationships. And, yeah, you will have more contacts on a college campus after you've been accepted as you start going through those processes. But I think ultimately, yeah, you're 100% right. You're still, you know, you're not done with us. We're still right. around. We're still here to help. Yeah, you're still, we're still going to be your number one point of contact with questions, freshman orientations, the housing, even though you're going to have contacts. And we were actually having a discussion about this at lunch of it's always good for students to have a number one point of contact in each of the offices that you are going to have questions in. Mm -hmm. If you are know that you're going to have financial questions, go on the website, find the main line for the, the financial aid, or find out your financial aid counselor's name. Make sure that you know that that is the person I go to if I have big, super important financial aid questions. We, as admissions counselors, can answer a lot of your financial aid questions. So, But if you have specific documents you have questions about, putting in a special circumstance form, you should have a person in each of the offices like Student Life that you feel comfortable reaching out to if you have a problem or if you have a question, just like when you would reach out to us. But mm -hmm. we want to be able to be that person, that main point of contact that can really help uh, mitigate those questions and, and make sure that it's not as a stressful uh, environment as you, you think it would be. Yeah, I think this is a good time to close by saying, if you still have questions, let us know. Yes. <laughs> Tell us what you want to hear about on the podcast or even just what questions you might have on your mind or if you even want to get connected with your own counselor if you don't know who they are. Um, we are still help happy to help you get all of those connections. I agree. Yeah, we're happy to help do all of that. It's just so much easier to have one person. Mm -hmm. You have so many people that you could get wires crossed. Just admissions counselor. Just email them. Give it a call. They're more than happy to help out. But thank you guys for joining us for the HPU Admissions Podcast. I've been Ryan. I'm Heidi. And we will be back next time. Not next week. Next time because we'll figure out when we're going to actually release this. Uh, <laughs> with an, a special guest, we're going to have some uh, doing a different format for the podcast, letting more guests come in here. We're going to do more Q&As. So if you have uh, questions for certain departments, certain things you want to hear about, please let us know on our Instagram as well as here on the podcast. But thank you guys so much.